You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all in one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com backslash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com backslash RG. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes... You know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. What's poppin'? Real ones, Logan Murdoch, Raja Bell. Raja, we have officially entered the dog days of the offseason. Um, only bit of news that we have is from our friend Sam Amick, who says that Damian Lillard will be meeting with Blazers Brass to talk about his future. Miami is in the conversation. I mean, you, if you want to hear our old albums, go listen to the old albums, okay? We'll just say, give you this preview. Dame. Just take your ass to Miami, bro. Just go to Miami or leave or just leave Portland. That's really all the analysis that I have for this, Raja. That's all I have. Yeah, I mean, we've done, we've been here. We've done that. Uh, I appreciate Portland as a town, as a fan base, as a fucking organization. Like, all of that can be true. And it can also be true that if Dame has any shot at winning a championship, it is not in Portland. And so, like, I I think he owes it to himself. I think... You know, he's done his bid. He, I think it's mutually beneficial. You know what I mean? Like, flip that. Let Blazers get young, get a good look at some shit. But Dame certainly, I think, deserves a shot at at winning uh, um, at the next level of winning, not just making the playoffs, but look, sniffing the championship. And so I've been on record. I'm with you, dog. Like, he needs to, he needs to ride out. And they got Scoot. The Portland Trail Blazers have Scoot. Yeah. We're all good. Yeah, let's, and, let's... And, and good for, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's about that time. So, now that that is out of the way, Roger, it's time to do this episode that we've been plotting out for the last few weeks. Kerm has compiled a list of our worst takes ever, and we have have to explain them. (laughs) I don't even know the time period of these takes. Mm. I don't know anything. Kerm, and this is my first full disclosure. This is my first time hearing all of these takes. Me and Rajas, they even had a test to see if it'll work on the Riverside, and I got out of there. I got out of here, and I came back into the ch- into the uh, into the wow. chat to see what's going on. So I've we have never heard these things. Kerm, how you doing, bud? I'm great, man. Today we got a mixed bag of clips. You know, I think it's it's more fun when we don't have context behind these. Like we don't have time here. We just we just hear it. And y'all just y'all just gotta explain it, bro. Like why why do that? Why say oh this is before so and so got injured? Why do that? That's not fun. Roger, I'm kind of scared. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what I said because there's a lot of times. Full disclosure, we do this early in the morning, and we're some some episodes we're just trying to get through. Right, Rod? We're just 
just trying to get through. We're trying to just get through the episode, and we just say shit. So you know, I'm curious to see how the this the, is com- the, uh, this is completely <laughs> reckless. This is reckless. Um, I do not co-sign on this. I was blindsided by this for everyone listening. <laughs> I in no way support this, but let's go. Let's right. get it. Curve. Let's let no further ado. What's the clip? Ben Simmons has just been healthy. You know, he's been a guy that's just played year in and year out. I know he had the injury around the time when he was drafted and he had the most recent thing. But, like, when he's played and when he's been locked in, he's been healthy. He's been playing. He, he's You can count on him to play games. Yeah. He- oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold yes. on. Excellent hold stoppage of team. Hold on. Excellent stoppage hold of team. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know when I said this, but to be fair – before he started not just outright quitting games, he was pretty healthy. Check the stats, okay? Other than the first year where he had the foot thing, he was playing. You look at the stats. He was a guy that was – he was counted on to play basketball, number one. So in that moment in time, we don't have time of when that came out. But also, I was just curious. This is You guys are sandbagging motherfuckers because you guys just cut out Raja's part who agreed <laughs> yeah. with me. Don't recall. The, the, audio, don't. the audio. The audio. The, the clip is the clip, man. The clip is the clip. <laughs> That's bullshit. That is bullshit. That is bullshit. But I, I, I have my own dumbass take about to come up next. I just, I have a question. If I should have probably asked this before we started. Mm-hmm. Kerm, what did you have to do to get all of these horrible takes, bro? Were you back? At, you were digging in, like yes, me, me and you Kai, was in the bins. Yes, me and Kai was really in the in the bins. Record, screen record all these old clips. Just wow. listen to full episodes. I was just like, oh shit, I forgot we said this one. Oh, I got this. Kudos. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, well listen, done. man, I, I get it, but Ben Simmons was healthy at a point in time, okay? And I, I don't know when this was. This is, this is, hey, that man. was wild. Okay, what's the next take? What we got? What's going I got on? You, it I better got be you. for Roger because this yeah, is bullshit. Oh. It, it's mm. a joint one, y'all. Y'all both, y'all both. It was a collab on this one. I got you both. Here you go. I don't know. They're my favorite to necessarily win the West, but I think they're going to be right there, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did. And I think you're going to have to see the Pels for a minute. Like that's not. I, I don't Yo, think this is you want to see the Pelicans. <laughs> whoever whoever faces the Pelicans, no matter what seed it is, it's gonna be six, seven games. Like, you know, like even if they lose, it's gonna be six, seven games. Cause you guys wanna explain that one? That's yeah. Go ahead, that's, I mean, look at Zion. I mean, we haven't even, I don't know, we haven't talked about him lately, but look at him. He's a mess. And I couldn't have predicted that. I just thought <laughs> this wound up being a terrible take. But I just thought coming off of the steam and the momentum that had kind of been built up, I had I think if I'm remembering correctly, I had just come back from watching a preseason game with them. And, you know, Griff had kind of gassed me up sitting in the stands with him. And I did see some of what he was saying. And there was some stability and they played hard and there was all this like long uh, rangy um, versatile defensive talent. And I'm a Willie green believer. And if ifs was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. But if Zion was there, it, we had a different like team and it just was a terrible take. You know, if I had to venture to guess Ra, this was after, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kerm, this was after they played Brooklyn to start the season. Right. And they went into Brooklyn and they balled the fuck out. And, me and Raja were both like, oh, because Raja had just seen Griff. And I, you know, you know what it is? This is what it is. We're just too nice to Griff, bro. It's not even like a problem. We just, we just give Griff the benefit of the doubt. I think that's what it is. It's not even Griff's fault. We just love him. And this is what happens. This is a manifestation of what happens, right? Because he's just that- so nice in person. And we just want the best for that organization because there's a lot of good people in that organization. And right, Zion right. fucked it all up. That's basically, Griff I think, is, what happened because that's what happened to start the season. They fuck they, yo, the Pelicans were really fucking good to start the season. They were really good. They I, were, Roger, especially coming on. Like, don't don't get yeah, mad that, at that, Roger. That was, take. Fuck that. That, that's not the I mean, worst take. <laughs> it was a bad. I mean, in in retrospect, like now, it was a bad take. It aged um, well, but it wasn't bad yeah, at the moment. It didn't age well. Perfect. Yeah, I, I don't fully well. blame y'all for you know, I guess, believing in Zion's health. But I mean, dude hasn't he hasn't been healthy for a full season yet. So like, I know there was no. a one seed. I know they was balling out, but we should have known. We should have known that it was fo- yeah. coming. That falls in the that falls in the shame on me, um, bucket, right? Like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, yeah, shame on me. You got me. So, Raja, question for you, bro, because I know that like this was coming off of the heels to start the season, right? 
But there were so many whispers, I think, that I just didn't get about Zion that I just did. Maybe not that I didn't believe, but I was like, he's going to overcome that. He's a good kid. He's going to figure it out. But there were a lot of like, hold on. Like, I, but I'm like, no, but they're fucking first in the in the West. They're fine. Nah, man, chill, relax. And I'm sure, Roger, you were getting some of those as well. But like in the beginning of the season, I guess we just for some reason gave them the benefit of the doubt, despite all the stuff we would hear behind the scenes of the shit that was going on. I don't know. Yeah, well, I was definitely getting some of that too, but but I thought at that at at this point with with some of the stability around him in terms of like the CJs and 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 the BIs, even though I didn't know him that well, I I thought you had your village set up to kind of raise the the what's the saying? Like I thought you had your village, all right? So like yeah. I thought they could raise the young man and he didn't have to be required to be like the the backbone of culture and you could just let his talent be talent and and everything would work and that was just you know not what transpired there would you have traded him this like a week ago if you could going into the draft um yeah i probably i probably would have but like i'm just saying that because i was the same guy that said i would have hated to have that number one pick because i didn't want to take him with the number one pick yeah like do you know what i mean i was the guy that said man i that and I I know what he is when he's healthy and and all of that, but I, I had some reservations. I mean, call it a hunch or or just whatever. I don't know. I'm I'm rarely right, as this episode will show. But the point was, I said, hey, I would hate to have that number one pick because you almost you have to draft him, and I'm not sure about him. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, I was unsure, and so for those reasons, and what he's done so far in the league, not just in terms of not being able to be healthy, Logan, like. You know, you and I both know people that know people that that have given us accounts of of lack of maturity and lack of professionalism and lack of of care in some instances about what what it takes to be a good pro. Like when you put all of that into the pot, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I I can't trust that. You know, the the thing about Zion right now is, and I'm curious, they're going to keep him curious what it, what it's going to be this season, but he's so good. But the thing that I am struggling to figure out is if he like say he is about to be an all time great, right? The things yeah. you have to go through to be an all time great, he's kind of behind on, right? Like he hasn't been able to go to the playoffs yet. He hasn't felt like actual real competition, and he's gonna even if he did get his shit straightened together, he has to go through all that shit already now, right? And like now, that's tough to do when you're a young guy. And just to turn it on. And I just don't believe he has that in him to turn it on at this moment. Or maybe I think it's just too late at this point. I think he could be an effective player in this league. But I think it's I, it, it, there's a lot that seems too late for him to be the franchise at this point in time. At least for this franchise. And th- th- obviously this take could end up being on a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> but like I just don't see it right now, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Hey, it's, it is what it is, though. I mean... You know, again, so you have at some point when someone is is showing you over and over who they are and and what they are, you gotta you gotta believe them. Like you you know what I mean? Like you can't keep trying to convince yourself there's something other than that until they give you a reason to really and 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 you know a consistent reason to. And he just hasn't done that. He's he is to me who he's you know shown to be over the last few years, and that is someone that you you can't you can't hang a franchise on that right now. All right, what's next, Karen? What we got? That wasn't a bad take. I stand on that. The first one was egregious, but the second one was <laughs> truly, it truly wasn't that bad, but still fun in, in hindsight. Bad. All right, next mm-hmm. one. But I think there's also an MVP case for Harden. I'm sorry. They're, they're, I just I think that I think that we can we could. You're giving me that look. You're giving me that Raja you, look. You said MVP case for James Harden. <laughs> Got his ass. <laughs> Shit sounded crazy in the moment. Roger was like, Yo, you sure? What? You sure on that one? I don't know, dog. This is, this is the path you want to go down? We're positive. Okay. All when right, was that? So that was that was four years that ago. Had to have right? been How in long the fall? we been doing no, this That show? had to have been fall. It was in the fall. <laughs> current, that was like in November in or some shit. I think, bro, we can check the stats. I think that uh, Harden had like two straight great games. And I was just, I was like, 
what was I thinking, bro? Fuck. I might have just been like talking myself into he's motivated now. He got some new tight ass shoes. Um, he's just about to just be balling this year. And I think that like he has it in him. And this is a contract <laughs> year. You I you may know. have been you may have been like capture like capturing this moment in time. Maybe we were talking about the MVPs of like game one and two of the first round playoff matchup. Something like that, right? Like where like he just balled out in a couple it, games it? against Boston. <laughs> and you were like, yes, he's the MVP of the first two games. <laughs> No, I think this was even worse. What was it? What was I'm going to keep it a bean with y'all. I listened to too many episodes of Real Ones this weekend. For me to tell you the context of these, I think this was early season, you know, when, when you know, Philly was looking good and Harden was doing what he was supposed to be doing for the team. And, you know, I, Bill, uh, Doc Rivers, he was on Bill Simmons' podcast last week talking about how early in the season, how Harden was, you know, the perfect, you know, distributor and still getting his scoring, but not focused on that as much. And then there was a switch at some point in the season where that changed. So this was before that switch, I think. So I'll give you, I'll give you that much context, Logan. Jeez. So I, the thing with Harden, man, it's just... It's tough, man, because he's so fucking talented, right? And there, Roger, there are nights where you're like, damn, maybe he's not the MVP of the league. Jeez, Logan. Jesus, Logan. Just come on. But <laughs> there are times where you're like, dude, this dude, if he could have had, like, if he could have had the focus level and just just the the give a fuckedness of mm. of mm. of what just just care that that what the level of care that matches his level of talent. Dude could have been the number three guard of all time. I really believe that. He was that, he is that good. But for some reason, Roger, during the postseason, it's some reason, like, this continues to happen. And he always gets, if you look, because I'm pretty sure I said this in the beginning of the season, if you look historically at his beginnings of the seasons, there's some times where you're like, Damn, he's gonna be cold. He's gonna, no, the Rockets are gonna be, are gonna be the champions of this league. Or, you know, that those are the types of things. And so I just got caught up in the rapture, Roger. But, like, what do you think when when we look back at at, at uh, Harden's career, what are we going to think about? What are what are, what are the, some of the things? Like, also, granted, he could win a title, but I don't think that changes much of how we feel about him as a whole. Too big of a sample size of his career. Yeah, I, it's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think I would have him as, as one of the most gifted, you know, one-on-one guys of all time, like he would come into a, a, he would, he would fall into a, a category with, with some, some other people, not at the top of that category, but what he could do given the ball and given just, you know, the 24 second shot clock to get in his bag and do his shit. Like, like for, for some, for some length of time, at least it was almost unstoppable, right? Like he was, he was just cooking like that. Now, in terms of who James Harden is as an overall NBA player and where he falls into the hierarchy, see, I think it's like stylistically, his style of play lends itself to having these phenomenal numbers and me talking about him as this awesome score. I don't necessarily put him in the awesome player category, if that makes what's sense. What's the difference? Yeah, I was going to ask you, well, what's the be, difference? Well, because that doesn't, it doesn't win at, at a high level. Like it's, you know, it becomes hard to play with him at times for other guys who, who could be of the type of, you know, level of player that would help him get over the hump because you kind of, when he's at his best, you're standing and watching until the last minute to, until you get the ball. You know what I mean? So like, it doesn't necessarily produce at the championship level. Um, you know, without the ball, I would then ask like, what else is, what else is he doing for you? Um, you know, it's not like he was ever an elite level defender. Not that, not that, you know, I don't know, some all-time greats were, but he's so ball dominant and that style is so, singular singular at times even though he's got all these assists um not every assist is created equally can you dig what i'm saying like there are assists that right, yeah. that keep us in the flow and keep everybody eating and keep us you know locked in in a way that we all want to keep defending and working and and there are assists that that are like that that might lend themselves more towards winning and then there are assists where well you had the ball the whole damn shot clock and four people are now on you of course you have to throw it to me and if i make it you get an assist so, you know what i mean and so it's it's weird conversation, but most people who played at a, at a at a certain level will understand what I'm saying. Like there could be a dude who has eight assists, and you love to play with him, and then there's a dude who has 14 assists, and you're like, no, I'd rather not. Well, you're like this. 
Yeah, you're like, fuck. I mean, okay. <laughs> so you just want me to stand here. Okay. And and you know what? Like, I don't, I mean, Luca has to figure out who he wants to be in that regard. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like a lot of production, a lot of points, a lot of assists, brilliant with the ball, not taking anything away from an overall skill level, but you, you got to figure out what's important to you, the ball or like winning. And it might mean you give up the ball a little bit to contribute more to winning. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here really quickly. So I don't think we're saying, I don't think we're saying like one-on-one guys can't win titles because I mean, no. people have done that, right? So yeah. what is the difference between, and I'm going to put Luca lump Luca in this because he has a similar game until proven otherwise. What separates, there's the Lucas of the world, there's the James Hardens of the world, there's the, no disrespect, there's the Tracy McGrady's of the world, right? These one-on-one stars are great scores. What separates them, or what separates like the Kobe Bryant's and the Dwayne Wade's from the list that I just named for you, right? Where the, there's these volume scores. I could put Allen Iverson in the other group too, right? I could put Chuck in there as sure. well into the Luka sure. and, and Harden group. What is the difference between those groups of guys that are able to just, they're one-on-one guys at their core, but they're able to go into a team environment and win <clears> multiple <throat> titles? I mean, they're they're different things, obviously, that would, that separate them, but let's just start with like some of those guys could be ball dominant, but but like Kobe, for instance, sure. If Kobe, if you said here, take the ball, dribble it up the court, or get it immediately when we cross half court, and then just dance on it and get us something, he could for sure do that with the best players on the planet. But they played Kobe in the triangle a lot. So like I guarded him. I know he ain't had a ball to hold possession. Do you understand what I'm saying? So like even though he might be the one who finishes the last eight to seven seconds of the possession, that ball has moved through three different people and there's been some player movement. And so the rest of us kind of feel involved, even if we're not getting the shot, right? Or, you know, if Kobe gets into his for like four or five, six seconds and then gets it back to us, we feel involved in a way that that it's hard to explain to like someone who hasn't been out there when you're just standing and watching and just catching and shooting like and your the you're, the ball's only touched your hand like four times in twenty five possessions because you got four shots like you could fall asleep out there on some of the other things that you're asked to do to contribute to winning i e like making crisp cuts and as decoys or setting good screens defending because you don't feel like you're a part of it so that's one separation right like some of those guys D Wade didn't have the ball entire possessions all the time. Of course, they would do it when need be, but that wasn't the structure of the offense all the time in Miami. So that's a major difference, right? Because James Harden and Luka can have it like the entire shot clock. Do you know? And and so now you're standing around, you know, Chuck could be like that sometimes, right? Like Allen Iverson could have the whole. Now here's the difference between him and Luka and James Harden. And this is the other difference would be you never question what he was willing to do on the other end of the court or sacrificing his body or just his general heart in a way that would have you feeling some kind of way about standing around and watching him. Can, can you dig what I'm saying? Because he would leave a game and you'd say, Jesus Christ, man, his elbows are all swollen. He just dove for 38 loose balls. He's, you know, he wasn't like the great on ball defender, but you didn't question the effort because he was going after steals and he was everywhere. And so, you know, number one would be how much you have the ball um, and, and for total possession time. But the other part is just generally what else are you willing to do if you're going to be taking all of the dribbles and all of the shots? Are you willing to give us something somewhere else? And then maybe we're, we're good. But if yeah. you don't and we question that, then we might not be so good. This is interesting because um, uh, a, a great case study of this <clears throat> is actually with one of with the greatest player of our generation of LeBron James. I think about him in the 14-15 finals when Kyrie went down and he had to be all the offense and it just he's so good that he almost could beat the Warriors in that in that situation, mm-hmm. but you could see like he there after him there wasn't much else you could do. There was no other secondary offense, right? Because K-Love was out and Kyrie was out. It's one thing you said about uh about Chuck I was watching uh, Drink Champs with Nori. Mm. Shaq was on. 
And uh, he said that Iverson was the only guy in the league that he could not punk because he was just going to keep coming. Every single time <laughs> I, I fucking, I'd block his <laughs> shit, I'd throw him to the ground. He's there the next possession. And yeah. I think that says a lot about, I think, I mean, you were in the locker room when that happened, but when, when you have a guy like that, it makes everybody want to ride for him. And that's another thing that when we bring it back to Harden, I don't think at the at the core there are teammates that are just unabashedly year in and year out ready to ride for him. You know, like we're about to just we're, we're some of them get sometimes there. He has friends around the league, no doubt. But like, I just don't believe a year in and year out. Like we ride with Harden. Fuck it. We we locked in with him in the way that they were with Chuck and Dwayne Wade, Kobe. Like there were Kobe. Even there were people that did not fuck with Kobe, but the ones that did rode with him. You know, like the Lamar Odoms and the, and the Ron Artest and the Pals, like and Shaq. Even though that they had their beef, the people that rode with him in the way that I don't see that with a well Harden. Well, that's 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 fair, and he wasn't like the best practice player. Like you remember the the old like um, press conference, right, where he's talking about practice and stuff. So it wasn't like as his teammate, you were like, "Yo, this cat puts in so much work at his game, and he's so committed to his craft that we're gonna ride with him." That's that. It wasn't like that, but he was just a warrior. So like when you went into that foxhole when it was game time. You knew that he would give his left arm to get that win, and so if he was gonna, you know, ride like that, like you have no choice but to get down like that, right? Because your best player is putting it out there like that. Kobe was very much the same. So whether you liked him, you know, on a personal level or not, like he would give a finger or an arm to get that win. But what he also had was you—you you couldn't really question his work ethic because he'd be for a long stretch of his career, probably until he got older, like he was outworking everybody, like his workout regimen and, and, and off season is legendary. Do you know what I mean? So like when you see that in your best player is that it just sets a tone. That's why it's so important for organizations to have, if they get a guy that's like that to hold on to him because they just drive culture in that way. And so, you know, a talent can be, this isn't specific to James Harden or anyone. I'm not, this isn't, this isn't meant to be pointed in anyone, but there are a lot of guys that would fall into uber talented. Everyone knows they're, they're one of the best players in the league, but there may be questions surrounding either a, you know, commitment to like, you know, being in the best shape or, you know, workouts in the off season or, you know, being, being places on time and stuff like that. And then if you couple that with like, yo, would this guy really give up his left arm for the win? Like if you have a situation like that, then then you you could be in 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 a situation where you're not really driving culture in a way where guys look like they always want to play with you. For sure. Say a quick break and we have more takes. This episode is brought to you by Sonic. Fuel up for game day and any day really at Sonic for a limited time. You can get the new $1.99 Sonic Crispy Tender Wraps. And trust me, you don't want to miss out. A crispy chicken tender and bold flavors like hickory barbecue and cheesy Baja. Crisp lettuce and melty cheese that make the perfect bite. So go get yourself some TLC, some tender love and chicken. And buy a $1.99 Sonic Crispy Chicken Tender Wrap today. Tax not included. Limited time only at participated Sonic drive-ins. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida. We'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we are back. Kerm, what we got, bud? All right. So now we'll move on to the section of the pod I like to call what y'all is gassing the Warriors the fuck up this season. So let's <laughs> let's go. Let's go look at that. Let's go. Let's run. Let's run the tape back. One one by one. I think Wiseman's gonna be really good this season. <laughs> Explain. I'll run it back for you. I think Wiseman's going to be really good this season. Yeah, damn. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> that's what I thought I heard. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I got nothing. I have nothing. I have absolutely Listen, nothing. someone there, someone there, you know, like he, he, he uh, you weren't in the minority, man. I, I got A lot gripped. of people thought hey, he was. I got gripped. Like, I got gripped, yeah, Roger. Like, you know? Their whole organization did. Yeah, that's you know what, what I mean. Like but, people saw uh, people saw that in what, him. Like you ain't the only one. People, but here's the thing, though, man. In hindsight, like I don't know, people. It was Joe Lacob who insisted on making the pick, and everybody was trying to make sure. And this is I can't I can say it. Everybody else can't say it, but it was Joe Lacob who made this pick, and everybody was just trying to be like, yeah, man, we're at least publicly, yeah, he's gonna figure it out. He's working really hard in the off season. He's doing really, mm. really good, and he was all that was happening. But uh, yeah, he's a piston now. And um, yeah, he's just trying to figure that. It's tough, man, because there's a lot of talent in Wiseman. A lot of talent, not a lot of games. And you need games. You need to. You need games. That's just what it is. Yeah, he could have used. I think he falls into the category. He should have played more college. He should have. I mean, he got messy there in in uh, in his college stuff, though, right? He had to leave. Yeah, it's you know what it was though. I think it's it's more of the fact that like. He shouldn't have gotten picked by the Warriors. Like, if he gets picked by the Rockets or something, right, where he can just figure his shit out, I think he'd be in a – I don't know if he would be an all-star, but he would be in a better situation because he could play through his mistakes. Every single one of his mistakes was magnified with the Warriors, man. Every single one. He had not a chance. All right. What we got? Is this all me or does does, this – like, damn. (laughs) Raja had like what? What the fuck? Do we have a Raja B? It comes back around well, to Roger, but we're on to the we're right. to the next one. I'm just keeping it in the bay. I think Jordan Poole is going to be the, the sixth man of the year, if only because he's a starter coming off the bench in that Manu Ginobili role. Like it, <laughs> dog. Is Roger going to have one? Well, was this before or after? The incident. You got punched in the face? I think this was, was literally it? like yeah. days before the incident. This was our days preseason before. picks. Right. Both, both of them right. was like, you was watching preseason games like, yeah, man, Wiseman, he's that dude, Jordan Poole, looking like a title. And then hey, Draymond punched hey. dude in the face right. and changed I, everything. I, I, can defend, I can defend my Jordan Poole take, though. Like, I could definitely, he would career highs in points and assists. Like, yeah. if he doesn't yeah, get punched feel, in yeah. the face and is consistently coming off the bench and they win 50-something games, like, yes, he that's a, that's pretty good. Like I'm not gonna act like that was a bad pick. Like he got yeah, punched in the face. Shit, not his fault. Ten toes down up. on the take. I feel it. I respect it. Yeah. I respect it. Hold it down on the take, man. You know, I'm not gonna say my other takes that I said pre-pod about the man, but you know, you locked in. <laughs> 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 All right, next one. This one. This one's a Roger one. It was uh, his mm. finals predictions. Oh, mm, let's fucking go. I mean, it's going to kind of be, we talk about both teams all the time. So from the Western Conference, I think Golden State is in a sweet spot right now. Mm-hmm. I, I've just seen glimpses of what those two, Kaminga and Wiseman, are bringing to the table in the preseason. And I'm not getting over, you know, I'm not buying, it's, it, it's not recency bias here. What I'm saying is if they can give you any of that, like it doesn't even have to be super consistent and add it to what they already had. I think they're my favorite to go in the Western Conference. I like them. I think they're in a sweet spot right now. They're in a window. Yep. So I have them going from the Western yep. Conference. And I'm taking the Brooklyn Nets. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Hey, say your piece, Raja. Say your piece. You know, finals predictions are difficult. They're difficult to assess. You know, We're to begin clearly. Okay, yes, clearly, <laughs> early, early, very early in the season. Um. And let me just say, if I may defend myself, like I think that you want me to defend myself, I did say, and I did qualify it there with, if they can give you anything, they didn't give you anything, right? So I said, if they could give you anything to add to what they already had, I liked Golden State. I thought they were in a window. Clearly, I was wrong. I was on the Logan train with Wiseman. Um, that didn't work out. And Kaminga, like I still would like to, I, I would love to privately ask someone there. Is he just not? Like, do you not yeah, see I'm it gonna, in him? Let like, me, is hey, it, no, hey, let me defend. Let me defend Kaminga, if I may, real quick. And yeah, I'm just, please. Oh, by by extension, defend your pick. Yeah. He averaged fourteen and three when Wiggins was out, and then he got out of the lineup, and it frustrated him because he had to in the playoffs. They just took him out after he was doing really good. So that yeah, was I, the I frustrations. I didn't understand that though. Like, I mean, I guess I don't mean to second guess Steve Kerr, but in 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 those playoffs, like you saw a bunch of guys scattered around the NBA. You know, there were young players making real contributions to winning. Um, they would look light at times. They were searching for answers. I, I, if he's sitting over there and you think he's able, I don't. I don't get that. But um, yeah, I was wrong. How, who the hell saw them coming out and being that bad on the road this year? You know, well, no, like, that, I don't. I'd like to see if that take was pre or post punch because the punch had a lot of things to do with it. I hate to go back to it, but it yeah. was just it was so detrimental. I they're like. It's easier to win on the road. I mean, on the, at home, like just to get your stuff back. But like to win on the road is just it's 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 hard when you don't have we don't trust nobody, and they didn't trust anyone. The, the trust was that's eroded. a gr- that's a great point though because at home you got your family, your people. When you go on the road, it's they are the your team is your people, and if you don't trust them, it, it could that could be a very very real dynamic there. It was definitely pre punch because. You know, I was the dude sitting here telling you that shit will never be the same. They need to, they, somebody has to go. You remember when he got punched? I was like, somebody got to go. That shit, you, yeah, somebody got to go. Um, but it was a terrible take. And Brooklyn, I can't even fucking defend myself. Like, I don't, I don't have any defense for that. Like, <laughs> well, no, I, hey, I have I a defense sh- for you. I have a defense yeah, for you. Right. Before Kyrie got traded, they were one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. You know, I mean, yeah, but that was after like my man got fired and or like stepped yeah. down. Like, I didn't see. I didn't see it like that. And I was just maybe blinded by like my relationship with Steve. We're a way bit, too but good I of really... friends to people, bro. We're way too good of friends, dog. Jesus. We're we'll too, talk, but like you fuck. started, you had fucking Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like I, I'm what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was I'm saying, dog. Yo, on 2K, they are so fucking good, bro. Like <laughs> they're unstoppable. Unstoppable. They're unstoppable. unstoppable they're fucking K. unstoppable. <laughs> uh, I guess before we move on to the the, the final clip I have, uh, I guess do you guys want to expand on the conversation of what's good with the Warriors and developing young dudes? Because I feel like this has been a pattern ever since they became a championship team. Have they ever had any like young players that they've been able to develop in that period? I feel like most of their key role players are usually guys they bring in versus drafting them. Logan, um, Logan so- hit the low. Sorry, can I take this real quick, Logan? And then yeah, because ahead, you have ahead. way more, way more, you're way in, more in, in tune with them than me. But I, I think you had a fantastic point about you know um, um, Wiseman being drafted there, and I think it's a, it plays a huge role in why it's hard for them to develop young players. They they don't have the the type of leash uh, to make mistakes in a championship now window that they would in other situations. Do you know what I mean? And I think that plays a huge role in allowing young players the, 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 uh, the space to make mistakes and play through mistakes and learn on the fly. And even if it costs you some games here or there, um, we understand that the end goal is winning a championship and you producing and helping us do that. And whether it, whether it, whether it's like golden state, um, just doesn't navigate that well, or, it's just really, really difficult to do that. Either one of the two, I think, because it's always we have a shot to win a championship and we just won one. And now we're, you know, we're we're up again. I think it's really hard for them to develop and integrate pieces into that. Yeah. I think all of those points that you made were 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 great. And I think this is what and I'm gonna 
bear with me because I'm getting back to Golden State. But what I would like to say is we need to give flowers to the San Antonio Spurs because they know how to, one, cultivate a dynasty and also maintain it, which is a really hard thing to do. And a lot of that has to do with geography and just overall um, from top to bottom in the, in the in the front office. But a lot of it does have to do with geography because San Antonio isn't the Bay Area where there are all these expectations. And I'm going to be honest with you, the Warriors got a little Hollywood in them where they have to – they get away from themselves by trying to make the big splashy move too. I think about when they doubled down and they got DeMarcus Cousins in the offseason when they didn't really have to do that, right? Like they didn't have to. And that's one element of it. They 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 have to, they're a team that wants to make the big splash a lot of the times, and that gets in the way of their development process. Number two, um, when they were first starting, uh, when like say like, there's two iterations of this, right? There's the Kevin Durant uh, and pre-Kevin Durant time where young guys, when you're winning a championship, it's just hard to develop because your your eyes are on a championship. Like we're 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 trying to get this title, and when you're trying to get a title, we it's all hands on deck to do that. And if you can't help in your little way, then we don't have time to develop you. That's where a Jordan Bell. Uh, slips through the cracks. A Pat McCall slips through the craps, uh, the cracks, and um, and it's because you're just not giving. You don't have enough time to give attention to these people. And we're gonna take Kevon Looney, who is not going to do any, make any mistakes, and is going to do what he is told for the betterment of this team, and is not gonna go through the growing pains of a young person. And then on the other side of that. They have developed. They developed Jordan Poole, which is the the face of the development, and. This goes to the larger issue of the Warriors and the reason why I don't think that they're this again might go on to the takes, but why I don't think that they're gonna be able to make that next step is because whenever they're in a jam, they cater to that big three of Draymond, Steph, and Clay and the desires that they want, right? Whereas you think about the San Antonio Spurs. We're trying to build around Tim Duncan, but Tim Duncan, by and large, doesn't really have any say on this. We're going to build around here. We're going to draft these guys, and these guys are going to be great for the system. Whereas, I mean, for the reason, and Draymond will tell you this, the reason why Draymond's been here for the years that he's been here is because Steph said, no, we're not trading Draymond. He's staying. No, we're going to keep Clay in the building. The reason why this Chris Paul trade happens is because they get the okay from the big three. Like, okay, we're going to go older. We're going to double down on this big three. And as a consequence, (laughs) they trade away their crown jewel of development for the big three who is aging. And let's be honest, Steph played well, but he played bad in spurts last postseason. Klay Thompson played well in spurts during the regular season, but was pretty bad during that postseason. Draymond Green, we asked we asked Steve Kerr last year why fucking Sandbag and Rajic couldn't get us the answer, but we asked him <laughs> why he got pulled during the finals, right? But for real, right? We asked why why did yeah. Draymond get pulled during the finals because he was not playing well during the finals. And these are the guys you are doubling down on when there are young guys that can actually help you win a title, but they're they're very stubborn in their ways. And we're gonna anytime we're in the jam, we're gonna go to these pillars and we're gonna go to them even when yeah. their games are eroding and they're getting older. So there's it's a lot of nuance, but it they, they don't... And the way that the Spurs make an environment for young guys to be a part of their group, this, the Warriors have not figured out how to successfully do that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, the other team that I would throw in the mix there would be the Heat. And mm, yep. yeah, they do a really good job too. They... they it, but again, I don't, I don't know that you would necessarily, outside of the Heat building and maybe Miami, have the pressures of like, we're winning a championship this year, like Golden State has had. You know what I mean? So like the development of some of that, you know, the Heat weren't great all year. You know, you know like they, they weren't. And, and, and so one you, other thing I wanted to say about that real quick, because you took, brought up the Heat is a great point. And also they go with the Spurs, right? Like you see every, you see like with the Spurs and the Heat, you see their guys, you see Peter Holt, you see Greg Popovich, and you see like you see the Miami Mafia. But what you like with the Warriors though, every 
it's all centered around their ownership and Joe Lacob, who was like just grinds on people all the time, man. When you talk about even in games, just hitting up people, what the fuck's going on right here? What's going on right here? Why isn't this working? Why isn't this happening? And that grinds on people. You see why Bob Myers, who in theory should just be taken care of and just be in with the Warriors for decades, but just the the grind of the game. And this is no not dissimilar to the Bulls of the 90s and all these other dynasties, right? But it's just a difference because it's a difference in the case study of if you want to be long-term for 20 years or you want to have this lightning in the bottle and you win four out of 10, right? Like, so it's just, it's just different ways to skin the cat. But the Warriors, as a difference is their ownership is just so hell-bent on winning and just like just grinding every single day. And that takes a lot out of an organization. All right, so for this last clip, uh, I, I brought this one up because I, I wanted an apology from one of our, our podcast hosts because I was, you know, I was really traumatized, you know, really the, the reaction I got for this take. So let's play that clip. I'm just saying it might not be a championship this year, but shit, dog, if they get in the play-in, Something could happen. Don't roll your eyes at me, Logan. Something could Thank happen. You, Thank you, Kerm. Thank you, Kerm. Thank you, Kerm. Thank you, Kerm. I was just, you know, just talking about my squad, the Lakers. I thought, you know, a, a good playoff run was possible, you know? A team that started 2-10. and 10. You know, I thought, I thought it was, you know, going to be a, a story of victory and triumph. And what do mm. I get? Eyes rolled at me by Logan, just for, you know, stating my take. And then what happens? Lakers go to, as far as the conference finals this year, starting as a play-in team. Insanity. You know, I just, I want my apology, Logan. That's all. That's all. Then we can go home. With all due respect, I'm not apologizing for shit. <laughs> oh, reason, the reason why I'm not apologizing for shit is because you are a Los Angeles Laker fan, Kerm. Let me say, let me just talk real quick, man. The goal is not to start two and ten and say, oh, if we're gonna get into the play, <laughs> we might make some noise and go to the conference finals. No, fuck that. This is a this is the Los Angeles Lakers. You wanna put a fucking banner for the conference championship at no. crypto? Is that is that is that what you bleed? Is that what you want? Because I'm not on that shit. So uh, Fuck that. I'm rolling all eyes and they're getting stuck being rolled. I'm not apologizing for shit. This is the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers. All right. <laughs> they supposed to be one seed. This is title town. All right. <laughs> fuck that shit. They know, oh, if we get into the play, no, fuck that. LeBron ain't trying to hear that shit. AD ain't trying to hear that shit. The ghost of George Mike ain't trying to hear that shit. All right, <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. I ain't giving you nothing, man. Fuck that. That, that was, fuck oh, that. God. If it's not a championship in Los Angeles, it's a fucking failure, bro. We ain't talking about that. You know, say, put it up, go put it in a playing banner, Kern. Go put it in a playing banner. No. No, you got me there. Okay. I tried right. it, bro. Damn, right. bro. Right. Kerr, you're supposed right. to have something for that. All right. You, we putting, we putting buses down Figueroa for a fucking conference finals Shit. appearance. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Doing that. Yeah, boy, that but, uh, damn, Logan. Kerm, don't. Hey, listen, Kerm, don't. Hey, Kerm. Hey, Kerm, listen. I'm a, hey, look. Hey, Kerm, look at me. Hey, look at me. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. <laughs> hey, don't, don't come back on here again with something like that and you ain't got nothing for Logan, okay? Now, that man just went at you in a way that was very aggressive, dog, and I'm just going to keep it a buck like I tell my boys. Like, you can't let that man talk to you like hey, that. Hey, you're right. Hey, I didn't love the tone, but the sentiment's correct, though. As a Lakers fan, we can't, we can't celebrate a conference finals victory. I was just celebrating the fact that I did, you know, I got my takeoff and I was shitting on and they, they went farther than expected. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But you got me there. You got me there. We can't celebrate no conference Bro, we finals, can't. So. I'm just saying, we can't celebrate these Clipper-ass storylines, all right? We can't do that. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. We can't do that. And he it I'm in. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he we got slides it in. All right, then. Oh, hey, God. man. I, I love you, Kerr, but we can't be... We ain't out here like that, dog. It's... it's it's. Come on. Come on. You got Expect me better in Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> Kerm, can I defend you for a second, Kerm? Can yes. I defend Kerm? You're more than this? welcome. Dude, the dysfunction that was the Los Angeles Lakers at that point, okay? The dysfunction that was the Lakers at that point to be in a conference finals after reshuffling the deck and all of that shit 
while it's not a championship, and I do agree that the standard is set really high in Los Angeles. I'm talking to you, Logan. Okay, let, allow me to defend my man, Kerm. I'm talking to you right now. Look at me. Hold it down for me. All right. That was a long way to come. And the man had just said they could wind up, if they get it together, making a nice playoff run. And all that came to fruition, dog. So don't back down, Kerm. This man sat here two times. During the, he sat here two different times during the pod telling you he wasn't apologizing for shit. You ain't got to Roger, apologize for that. Guess that what? was exactly guess what? what you said. Guess what, Roger? Guess what, Roger? Guess what, Roger? You brought this function. Guess what? I don't give a fuck about the dysfunction. You know why? Clearly. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, Roger, I grew up in mm-hmm. the Shaq and Kobe age, all right? You remember that shit, where they were talking all that big shit in the media about how I don't fuck with him. I don't fuck with him. I'm not fucking with him. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. He did this to me. He did this to me. You know what, what that resulted so in that? You know what? how it resulted in that? Three straight NBA titles. He's Hey, for what all the shit that happened this season... LeBron didn't slap the shit out of AD in the way that Shaq slapped the shit out of Kobe back in the day, and they still went on a run off three straight titles. So I'm not hearing that shit about dysfunction. Dysfunction fair, runs LA. But largely, but largely during that run, there was continuity within the roster. There were, there were pieces in place year after year that knew everyone knew they could play with Shaq and Kobe and play their role. So while there was dysfunction behind the scenes and those two couldn't get right, you weren't worried about it on the court. This iteration of the Lakers was a shit show. Like, the way you, you are out here defending millennials, Raj, I am shocked. I am <laughs> shocked. I am shocked. In this millennial age of just instant gratification, Look, you were defending this shit. We have a show that we have a show, we have a show to uh to put on, okay? And so if yeah, you're gonna yeah. take that stance, and my man Kerm, I feel you, bro, like Logan got like you, but I got you. All right, down, you just man. said what you said, and that was factually correct. <laughs> and Logan, Logan can be right too, but you weren't wrong. All right, I love everyone on this pod. I don't want that shit to get fucking misconstrued and shit. But I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not accepting play-ins and fucking and fucking conference championships in Los Angeles, bro. Back in my day, that shit was a fucking failure. Come on now. Let's do it. Let's go on. It's still, it's still, a, still a, it's still a failure. I mean, they still, I mean, ultimately. Hey, Raja, Raja, yeah, yeah, Raja. Yeah. Let's be real. On real ones, we ain't fucking competing for Western Conference championships. We're competing for titles in this motherfucker, Raja. That's what we're doing. We're here. Let's fucking do it. Thanks. All right. That's been our Monday Dog Days edition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of real ones. Oh, man. I, let's see. We might do this next year. This was very fun, man. Shout out to all the real ones out there. Shout out to Ra Ra. Um, shout out to all the affiliates, yeah. tap in uh, all the shit. Yeah, but, shout out to Kerm and Kai for going back in the in the in the damn crates, bro, and finding like that's a lot of digging, bro. Good the real you. and they gotta hear our voice for all that long yeah. for a whole fucking weekend. <laughs> Jeez. They are the real MVPs. Um yeah. we will see you guys on Thursday. Tap in all the shits. Uh bye. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com.